This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Paint Your Life. Well, we should probably start today's episode off with an update to a story that we've been following for about a year and a half now. Wow. Operation Varsity Blues, a.k.a. the college admission scandal where a bunch of rich and or famous people spent upwards of hundreds of thousands of dollars in bribes with the intention of getting their stupid kids into prestigious universities around the country. Now, if you remember, and why wouldn't you... This was the federal investigation that our old boss and the ex-president of Machinima, Stephen Sempervivo, was wrapped up in. Mm -hmm. uh, he apparently served his time along with other notable celebrities like Felicity Huffman. But there was always one standout during the whole thing, and it was from arguably the most famous person of the bunch, Lori Loughlin, a.k.a. Aunt Becky, and her husband, Massimo Giannulli, the guy be behind the once-famed Massimo clothing brand. If you were a kid in the late 90s, early 2000s, and, you want, and your parents said, nope, you can only shop at Target. That's where you'd go, and that's what you'd get. Massimo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so whereas nearly everyone else involved in this case uh, pleaded guilty, took plea deals, served their time, paid their fines, and completed community service, uh, Lachlan and Mr. Massimo maintained their innocence and fought these charges all the way to the bitter end. Well, that end is here. And while it's not all that exciting or shocking of a conclusion, it's finally at least over, and they've been found guilty with their sentences handed down from a U.S. district judge in Massachusetts. And Massimo G uh, Giannulli, he'll have to serve five months in prison with a $250,000 fine and 250 hours of community service. Uh, Lori Lachlan, Aunt Becky, uh, she's going to serve just two months in prison, which is... That's still think, a long time. Yeah, it, Felicity Huffman got like... Two weeks. Yeah. So it's not nothing. Uh, so she'll just get two months in prison with a $150,000 fine and 100 hours of community service. Now, according to reports, their sentences differ in severity because the courts found that uh, Giannulli was, quote, the more active participant in the scheme, while Lachlan took a less active role, but was nonetheless fully complicit. We uh, gave him a longer sentence because uh, he's Italian. <laughs> There's something else going on <laughs> you know? there. You know, uh, we don't have enough racism against Italians anymore, and mm -hmm. I think just looking at him and hearing his name and hearing that accent... There's something else going on. I think he probably did most of it. We placed a bug in his cable box, but it turns out he uses Hulu, yeah. so we couldn't even get anything on him. And he just watched Goodfellas over and over again. Yeah, while weird. talking loudly about <laughs> potential schemes, but yeah. still not enough. Mm -hmm. Anyways, five months, you know, the fashion police had something to do with it as well, like we said in previous yeah. episodes. But look, we assume that they most likely won't serve their full terms, yeah. and you know, they're actually probably a bit, bit relieved that their sentencing happened during a pandemic because, first of all, there's no signs of this pandemic slowing down anytime soon, and they will almost certainly be sent home for house arrest instead of literally being behind bars for their full terms, which totally sucks as far as justice goes, but this is America. What are we going to do, right? It's a great time to be a convict. Now, Felicity Huffman was supposed to serve 14 days, and still a slap on the wrist, if we're being honest, and even she was released after just 11, so, you know... That's a percentage that uh, mm -hmm. will be much greater if Lori Loughlin does the same percentage of time served. But I, I still I don't see her going for a very long time. Yeah. But yeah, Felicity Huffman's was pre-COVID, and she still got out a little bit early. So it's anyone's guess as to how long they will be behind bars. I, I'm just, I'll be shocked if there's any significant time mm -hmm. behind bars, at least for Lori Loughlin. Yeah. Because look, she's America's aunt. Massimo, mm, who the anymore. fuck is that guy? I mean, he's America's cool cousin. 
I know a guy. And that guy is Massimo. America's cool foreign exchange student. But what are you talking about? Lori Loughlin was still America's aunt. She was on Fuller House until this all yeah, ruined did they, it. Did they, like, kill her off? What happened with that? <laughs> yeah, they, they killed her off of Fuller House. It was a brutal dismemberment for all the kids watching Oh, my scene. God, guys. <laughs> Very special episode of Fuller House. Aunt Becky's dead. Yeah, she was strung up between the Olsen twins, and they mm-hmm. both uh, they ran... Opposite yeah. directions. Split her right in half. Tragic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, speaking of famous people who are <laughs> hopefully going to jail, mm-hmm. this next guy has definitely had it coming for quite some time. And the thing that looks like it's going to finally take him down is actually fucking hilarious. Yes. It's it's mwah. perfect. So Steve Bannon, former advisor to President Trump, who was before that pretty much the mastermind behind Trump's entire campaign who was before that the man in charge of right-wing outlet Breitbart, and who was before that in charge of a massive Chinese World of Warcraft gold farming operation, among other, like, weird side hustles. Yeah. The man's had an interesting life. Uh, Yeah, that's Steve Bannon. He was arrested offshore on a yacht and charged on Thursday of this week for defrauding donors to a private fundraising effort called We Build the Wall. We Build the Wall. We Build the Wall, which was intended to bolster the president's signature initiative along the Mexican border. Quote, Mr. Bannon, working with a wounded Air Force veteran and a Florida venture capitalist, conspired to cheat hundreds of thousands of donors by falsely promising that their money had been set aside for new sections of a wall, according to federal indictments unsealed in Manhattan. The fundraising effort collected more than $25 million and prosecutors said Mr. Bannon used nearly a million of it for personal expenses. At a brief arraignment on Thursday, Mr. Bannon, sunburned and his hair unbrushed, looks so fucking weird, uh, pleaded not guilty to charges of wire fraud, conspiracy, and money laundering conspiracy, each of which carries a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison. The government agreed to release him from custody on a $5 million bond. Uh, Walking to his car after being freed, Mr. Bannon said, this entire fiasco is to stop people who want to build the wall. So he doubled down. But listen, whatever you imagine someone looking like who's leaving a courtroom after being indicted from being arrested on a yacht, this is pretty much exactly what you would assume. Big old fat, bloated, red face, like swoop back hair. That guy, he's always looked like shit, but Mm -hmm. he's clearly like he's been spending a lot of time in Florida, as you can tell by the the leatheriness that Mm -hmm. his skin has taken upon it, the the sort of, uh, you know, middle life crisis hairdo. Uh, Yeah, it's... It's just incredible. To be fair, he looks better than he has in the past. He looks like he's relaxing until now. Now he's going to get all those weird red marks all over his face. Yeah. Uh, Again. The rosacea. When I heard that he was arrested on a boat, my immediate thought was he was trying to pull a John McAfee and head down to Belize Mm -hmm. to do some mouth shitting. But no, that wasn't it. He was arrested like off the northeast coast or something like that. Probably having a cigar and a couple of brandies or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's still... uh, Sucks to be him, though, because he almost certainly did do this. Yeah. Uh, regardless of him saying that it's fake news and, you know, it's just people trying to stop the wall from being built. Also, there's an amazing video where he jokingly admits that he and his co-conspirators are doing exactly what they've been accused of. Here you go. Welcome back. This is Stephen K. Bannon. We're off the uh, coast of Saint-Tropez in uh, southern France in the Mediterranean. We're on the million-dollar yacht of Brian Kofage. And uh, Brian Kofage, he took all that money from Build the Wall. No, we're actually... In Sunland Park, New Mexico. Well played, guys. That's what you want to do. You want to, you want to, like... Why would I be saying this? Only I'd have to be an idiot to do that. There's also, like, he's been, he's also been up to, like, this, some, he's been involved in uh, this scheme with some uh, Chinese, exiled Chinese billionaire Mm. who was kicked out of China, like, 10 years ago. 
And uh, he'd been hanging out with that guy on his yacht in like New York Harbor. Perfect. And they, they, they made like a few videos like a few months back that are just incredibly fucking weird. Well, you know, at least he's keeping busy. Like they were like putting up billboards and like having like skywriters do stuff. But it's like no one was clear on like what they were trying to promote. It was, pe- it was NBC's Peacock. Yeah, just like here so. in Burbank. There's, it's now available online. Peacock mm-hmm. by NBC. Anyway, for his part, upon hearing the news of Bannon's arrest, Donald Trump, Bannon's you know, old friend, mm-hmm. possible friend of me. He did what he does every time someone he's associated with gets indicted. Uh, he tried to distance himself from both the person and the potential crimes. Uh, during a Q&A in the Oval Office, President Trump told the press, quote, I haven't been dealing with him for a very long period of time. And regarding the crowdfunded Build the Wall project, he said, I don't like that project. I thought it was being done for showboating reasons. And Donald Trump clearly hates showboating. ostentatiousness. Yeah. And he called paying for the border wall privately inappropriate. Uh, but both he and his son had recently supported that project fairly publicly. Like, there's video of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really shouldn't surprise you to hear. According to Kansas Secretary of State and General Counsel of Rebuild the Wall, Chris Kobach, Trump gave the project his blessing as recently as 2019, and Trump Jr. attended and spoke at one of their events, praising the project as a pretty amazing effort for an important grassroots issue. Yeah, there was uh, also this other woman who was the chief financial officer for We Build the Wall, who tweeted frequently and had pictures with her and Trump. And like last August, she was just like, just spoke to Trump about this project. He was really excited. He said how good of a job we were doing, and maybe Mm -hmm. we should do more of the wall based on this community that we've built with all these crowd funds that we have. And apparently the parts of the wall that they did end up building, which was not a lot, but they did end up building some sections of the wall. And those are the parts that like fell over when there was those winds on the border. Yeah. Uh, Also, when it goes, going back to like how funny it is that he was arrested for specifically this, you know, grifting people sucks. But when the people getting grifted have like hate in their heart and they're donating Thousands or more crime. Yeah, to to build a fucking what is a visual representation of racism, essentially, Mm -hmm. that doesn't actually fucking work. There's other ways to do it. Uh, It it is just hilarious that there are uh, no winners here because they're all losers. Yeah, you you love to see it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the past few weeks have certainly provided us with some uh, interesting news to follow. And, uh, you know, like with everything else, we're going to keep you updated as new information comes to light, but it's looking like the second half of this year is really going to be just as exhausting as the first, but for a completely different reason. Like, you know, first half, it was all coronavirus and surviving quarantine and lame celebrities complaining. And while the second half will certainly have no shortage of coronavirus news because we continue to just do nothing, uh, it looks like the crazier side of news is heating up. Plus, we have what will uh, end up being one of the most insane elections of our lifetimes to look forward to. Fun. So... Great series finale to the whole planet. Yeah, um, we're here to witness it and melt along with it. Definitely jump the shark a bit, but whatever. Yeah. I've invested so much time into this series that uh, I'm going to stick around to the end. In every series, there's a couple throwaway episodes, and yeah. uh, this, this definitely has a couple. This is ridiculous. Who wrote this shit? Yeah. Uh, anyways, before we get into the second half of this show, uh, which is more standard fare relating to mostly entertainment industry stuff, not so much goofy politics crap, uh, let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsor, Paint Your Life. Hey, my dad's birthday is coming up real soon, and I swore to myself I wouldn't screw it up like last time. You know, when I got him a Internet Today mask for Father's Day. What is this crap? I'm never wearing this, and I'm going to the grocery store that doesn't make me wear masks. No, uh, this time it's going to be different, because I'm going to commission an actual painting of me and him together. 
so that he's forced to remember how much he loves me. And it's coming from today's sponsor, Paint Your Life. Hell yeah. With Paint Your Life, you'll get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price. You choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. Their user-friendly platform lets you order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes, and the process is quick and easy. You'll get your hand-painted portrait in about three weeks. You can send any picture of uh, yourself, your kids, your family, maybe even a special place or a cherished pet. You can even combine more than one photo into one painting. These meaningful and personal works of art are perfect for weddings, anniversaries, or in Ricky's case, figuring out if your dad still loves you. Yeah. At PaintYourLife.com, there is no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, you can get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off. And free shipping. Mm -hmm. So to get this special offer, text the word PHOTO to 64000. That is PHOTO, P-H-O-T-O, -O, to 64000. Text PHOTO to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. And now let's get back into some news with uh, some updates from the world of D.C. Washington, D.C.? No. No, we're done with that. Oh. D.C. Uh, Detective Comics. Oh, Detective Comics Comics. Yes. <laughs> yeah. so by the time you see this video, there might be some more news that's already out there because the D.C. Fandome. D.C. Fandome. It starts on Saturday, August 22nd. Be there, be there, be there. Uh, but yeah, apparently there was just too many exciting announcements from the world of D.C., which... <laughs> But we just laid off a large portion of its staff. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. entered the fandom and they did not leave. Yeah, some people... <laughs> they were dismembered. Some people aren't going to survive the fandom. <laughs> no. And those people are the people that make the comics that fandom is all about. Or it's the shows just, that reported on them. Yeah. Or the shows that uh, aired on various yeah. networks like the CW. Yeah, well, Nick Gregorio did not survive the fandom. No, he did not. Phil Arrigo killed by the fandom. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, just days before the DC Fandome event was supposed to happen, they announced that there will now be two DC Fandomes. <laughs> two DC Fandomes! We said, fuck it, let's do Double the one. Fandome! Oh god, how could they do this? There's only supposed to be one! How, who makes the rules Not here? just one, two DC Fandomes. Oh with, man, uh, the, is Gravedigger gonna be there? I, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Is uh, Truckzilla gonna be there? I hope so. Is, is Jim Lee going to be there? Probably. Yeah. So the, the first DC Fandome is going to air on Saturday, and the second, titled Fandome, Explore the Multiverse, uh, that one will premiere on September 12th. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of breathing room there. <laughs> we'll, we'll need it. Mm -hmm. God, how am I supposed to recover? I, I, yeah, you're going to be in recovery mode from all these high-level ideas for yeah, quite a while. The Zoom uh, water cooler talk on Monday is going to be outrageous. How, how are you guys feeling after the Fandome this weekend? Woo! Yeah. So yeah, most of the stuff that you're probably interested in, like Justice League, uh, Take Two, the Do Over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt Reeves is Batman. James Gunn's Suicide Squad, uh, Take Two, the Do Over, <laughs> and uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, whatever the hell's going on with that Flash movie, all that stuff will have some form of information or first look content debuting this weekend. Uh, we'll leave a link in the description for info and how to watch. But we know, we know you will be there yeah. tuned the fuck in to turn down, DC Fandome. Turn down your brightness and volume where your head will explode mm -hmm. when you enter the Fandome. I'm about to take all this content straight to the dome. <laughs> they should announce the, the Mad Max Thunderdome movie in the, in the Fandome because Warner Brothers owns the, the rights to it. <laughs> this isn't just the Fandome. <laughs> Tina Turner is back. <laughs> And Mel Gibson. I don't care if he's racist. <laughs> he's playing Batman now. 
<laughs> Anyways, uh, we did get a small taste of what's in store through some debuts and leaks throughout the past week leading up to the fandom. Fandom. It's so extreme that nothing can hold down this, <laughs> this content. Now, most notably, we got the logo and some art for Matt Reeves, the Batman, which looks pretty fucking awesome. I like it. And, it, it, I mean, the logo, the poster, they look great. They're definitely going straight for the gritty comic yeah. book stylization of it. If this movie's anything like the typography in its poster, I give it two thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the poster art released uh, alongside the logo, it was done by none other than Jim Lee. So, yes, we're still very excited for this project. This is the one I'm looking forward to the most out of everything. And we hope to see a bit more this weekend. Uh, it is slightly going to be delayed because of the pandemic. But uh, hopefully it still comes out in a timely manner because yeah. I want to see that cargo room. Mm -hmm. And I want to see fucking Robert Pattinson because, man, ever since this was announced, I watched more of the recent movies that he's done and they are fucking great. Yeah. Uh, he has sex with a bed in one of them. What? Which one? Lighthouse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the one, uh, my favorite one was uh, Good Time. Oh, that one. Good Time is Very incredible. intense. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways, over on the wacky side of DC news, uh, despite Matt Reeves' Batman, uh, which is being played by Robert Pattinson, apparently Ben Affleck is not done with his portrayal of the character yet. He went out to the beach, wrapped his towel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll do it again. He, well, he's happy now because yeah, he's, he's with Ana de Armas and like, yeah. they're always having a great time. Yeah, did you see she got him a motorcycle for his birthday and yeah. he was riding it with, he left the sticker on the helmet, very dangerous. Total boomer move. Yeah, definite boomer move. Left the sticker right there yeah. on it. Probably couldn't see very well, but mm -hmm. you know, he's just going around the block. But hey, good for him. Yeah, he, he looks like he's having a great time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's with Ana de Armas. It'd be pretty hard not to have What a could great go time. wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we knew that he'd be back, sort of, because of Zack Snyder's Justice League, because it's a movie that's already been released. It's just getting a dubstep remix. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's going to be a new movie. With Batman reprising, or Ben Affleck reprising the Batman role? Okay, yeah. Sure. So, yeah, here's the story according to Vanity Fair. Affleck's brooding Dark Knight is coming back for one more movie as he's agreed to return as Bruce Wayne in the upcoming big screen version of The Flash, Vanity Fair has learned. Uh, the article continues, The Flash movie, which is planned for release in summer 2022, will feature fast-moving hyperhero Barry Allen, played by Ezra Miller, breaking the bonds of physics to crash into various parallel dimensions, where he'll encounter slightly different versions of DC's classic heroes. Quote, His Batman has a dichotomy that is very strong, which is his masculinity, because of the way he looks, and the imposing figure that he has, and his jawline. But he's also very vulnerable, director Andy Muschietti said in an interview. I did not know he was directing that. Mm -hmm. That's... Cool. Yeah. He knows how to deliver from the inside out that vulnerability. He just needs a story that allows him to bring that <laughs> contrast. <Whoa. laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> He's a great Batman. It's just... Uh, he was underutilized. These fucking hacks that have made all the other movies haven't really been able to utilize him properly. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. I mean, he directed it. I give him full license to talk shit on those other movies. Sure. The second one went on a little too long, but uh, yeah, hopefully they whatever. keep him to a tight 90 at the Flash yeah. movie. Uh, yeah, Affleck got the script at the end of last week and agreed this week to join the project. Quote, he's a very substantial part of the emotional impact of the movie. The interaction and relationship between Barry and Affleck's Wayne will bring an emotional level that we haven't seen before, the director added. <laughs> I'm going to fix this. <laughs> I'm going to fucking fix this. Quote, it's Barry's movie. It's Barry's story. But their characters are more related than we think. They both lost their mothers to murder. <sighs> And that's one of the emotional vessels of the movie. That's where the Affleck Batman kicks in. Wait, hold on. <laughs> what was your mom's name? 
Martha? God, <laughs> oh, what the fuck is going on? Who's Why out here killing all these people's mothers? We got to get to the bottom of this. Also, it's still very strange that there's been absolutely like no acknowledgement of Ezra Miller choking a, a woman in fucking Iceland. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. But at least he didn't. That one flew under the radar. He didn't disparage the Jews. Like Mike, like Mel Gibson. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's good, fine, good I guess. Point. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. Uh, since we're talking movies here, time's almost up. You fucking pumped to head back out into your local theater yet? Well, if your answer is no, congrats. You stand less of a chance of getting affected with the coronavirus. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just in case you've grown tired or bored or you just don't care about it anymore, here's some recent quotes from two epidemiologists, Dr. Ann W. Ramoyne and Dr. Abdul El-Sayed, who were recently asked about their thoughts on movie theaters reopening in an interview with AV Club. Quote, I'm a huge fan of movies. I really enjoy them. They're a great way to have some fun and escape from the world, which we need, especially right now. But going to see a movie in an indoor movie theater is just about the last thing I would do right now. From what we understand, the virus is transmitted through aerosolized droplets that come out of our mouths, oftentimes when we talk or when we laugh or when we sing. And so being in a room for two hours with a bunch of folks who are laughing at a movie and where air is not being circulated in an efficient way and where you don't know who has been in there before you, that's really hazardous exposure. I just don't think it's worth it. Yeah, here's another one. Uh, and if you're selling concessions, people are going to be taking off their masks and eating. And that's tantamount to eating in a restaurant in a closed space. Even worse, because you're basically in a closed box. There aren't even windows. There's no ventilation. Right now, you want to be thinking about time, space, people, place. You want to think about the amount of time you're spending, how socially distant you can be, and who you will be around, and what the ventilation is like. And it's not just one of those boxes you should check. You need to be checking all of them. But I know what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. Damn it, Tenet is just going to be way too good to miss in theaters. I will risk my life for the new Chris Nolan movie. And, uh, well, that's where you're wrong, kiddo. I mean, we, we I don't know. We don't know for sure. Maybe, maybe it is worth dying for. But apparently <laughs> the early reviews for the film would lead us to believe that it's almost certainly not worth risking your life over unless you don't have AC and would otherwise die of heat stroke inside of your apartment. A very real risk. You would leave your body there alone as your cats pick away at your corpse until someone, anyone calls in a welfare check weeks or months later and just the there's just nothing left. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Your, 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 your cat's just pulling at you like a fishbone. Yeah. If that's the case, then yeah, I guess. <laughs> Risk your life for tennis. Yeah. According to some reviews gathered up by the folks at Collider, quote, The Guardian calls the movie a palindromic dud in its two-star review. Addressing the safety concerns associated with the movie's release, Catherine Schwartz said, Lucky, really, because Tenet is not a movie it's worth the nervous braving a trip to the big screen to see, no matter how safe it is. I'm not even sure that in five years' time it'd be worth staying up to catch on telly. Damn. IndieWire was similarly unimpressed, awarding the film a C-minus grade. Reviewer Mike McCahill also finds it to be something of a humorless slog. Mm. Now, okay, not that the film needs to have yeah, All humor. of his other movies are so funny. Yeah, by the way, it certainly does not have to have humor in it. But, I mean, having the first new film that you see back in theaters... It'd be a depressing film, it might not be what some people are looking for. But it, if there's no laughs, that means it's safer. The doctor just said so. Yeah. Elliot, you're pointing out some very good things here. Mm -hmm. It was designed to be humorless on purpose yeah. for the safety of the theater you're, goers. You're going to be in such a bad mood, you're not even going to want to eat. Your yeah. mouth's just going to be clamped shut. And that's the thing is, is are gasps safe? Because you're, you're only breathing in that. You're going, <gasps> Yeah. And that way you're not putting it out there. You're mm -hmm. just sucking in whatever dead air is around your face yeah. anyway. I, I, I Listen, they, there may be something to this. Anyway, they continue, quote, Even some of the good reviews aren't all that impressed. 
Time Out New York gave the film a serviceable three stars, but said there was a familiarity to the movie's spy film plot mechanics. Quote, Christopher Nolan's frosty espionage sci-fi delivers visual intensity, but little heart. Um, there's more. You can check out the article via the link down in the description below. But yeah, having said all that, uh, there are plenty of great reviews for the film as well. And yeah, to be honest, we were really looking forward to Tenet's release. Um, but yeah, if we have to sacrifice not being able to see it in theaters too early in order to not get sick or spread a potentially deadly virus, getting a lot easier to say, well, then so be it. Yeah, I, I would be very surprised that if they wouldn't re-release this at some point in the, in the future. Mm -hmm. Because like we've said, Probably not a movie, this one in particular, that you want to rent and watch at home, unless you have like an incredible setup. Mm -hmm. Definitely a movie for theaters. But I'll, I can wait. I have. I am very patient. Yeah. Every other movie that exists is getting pushed back anyway, so we need to be patient. Yeah. I but, mean, I'll, I'll, I'll see it in Fortnite when it comes out. Yeah, yeah when they debut it on Fortnite. The, yeah. the proper way to, to yeah. see a movie. Uh, but look, don't go out in theaters. Why not just sit back, relax, and watch a movie at home with us? Wow, what a perfect segue for us to tell you that next week, next Friday, we will be doing a live watch-along of the new Bill & Ted movie mm -hmm. right here on this channel. Whoa. Yeah. Keep your eyes out for some tweets or updates as to exactly what time we'll be going live, but it'll be sometime next Friday, August 28th in the afternoon. And how can you participate? Well, you could either just sit there and watch us watch a movie and shoot the shit and react to what we're seeing, or you can go ahead and rent the movie, and then we're going to do a countdown on the live stream so we can all press play at the same time, yeah. and that way we can all watch it together. Yeah, yeah. and also no promises, because we do have to figure out how the whole legal side of this works, but uh, we might have some Bill & Ted merch for a giveaway. Yeah, t-shirts and hats and, and stuff. And I've seen the merch. Looks pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to have a Wild Stallions hat on. It's going to be great. Yeah. We'll know more about that soon, and we'll keep you up to speed on everything. So, uh, yeah, just make sure you're following the Internet Today account on Twitter, twitter.com slash internettodaytv. And uh, we'll also mention it on some episodes next week. But, yeah, this is our first time doing something like this. We hope it's fun, and we hope that you'll join us for it so that we can show all those fat cats up there in the entertainment industry that our viewers are just as important as anyone else's. Yeah. Look at that engagement. They really did it, those those. Foul mouth boys. Mm -hmm. Anyways, seriously though, it's cool that we get to actually do this. And it's cool that the first time we get to try this is with Bill and Ted Face the Music, yeah. which is something that we've been anticipating for a while now. This this is one of those movies that's been on one of those wild rides where it's like, this no one thought this would even get made yeah. for like half a decade. Yeah, this has been this has been in the back of everyone's mind for a really, really long time. So yeah. it's cool. So stay tuned for more info. We're stoked to watch it along with you. And in the meantime, check out our most recent videos uh, from the past week right over here. Uh, there's a new episode over here. There's a brand new uh, Tech News Day. Uber and Lyft are literally fighting the state of California. So like we said, it's getting wild out there in the news. Uh, and there's a lot going on. And a lot of it is... At least it's fun watching from the sidelines. Like, it's it's pretty gnarly stuff, but uh, when you're not involved, it's kind of fun. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll see you all very soon for a new episode of Weekly Weird News coming up uh, tomorrow or Sunday or something. And uh, just stay inside in the air conditioning or put some ice in front of a fan. Please. Yes. Please. We're dying.